Greetings, this is Jason Hill, and this is the podcast version of Into the Gap, which airs every Saturday morning from 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. Central on WCGO Radio, 1590 a.m. and 95.9 FM in Chicago. Let's get to this week's episode. Here's my co-host, Mike Shrek. Oh, hey, we're on. <laughs> this <laughs> Welcome to Into the Gap with Mike Sherrick and Jason Hill. We had a little technical glitch to start. So good morning. This is uh, April 4th, 2020. How are you doing, Jay? I'm doing well. Yeah. I'm in this, uh, I'm, 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 actually, I'm thriving. That's good, man. That's excellent. Well, that's I'm what happy. I'm, I, I'm happy. I'm calm. I'm, yeah. I'm, 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 I'm rational. I'm cool. I'm, 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 at the same time, I'm upset. I'm I'm upset about a lot of things. Oh yeah, but, but it's what the philosopher Aristotle would call righteous indignation. There you go. It's level-headed. It's a level-headed um, indignation about a lot of things. That's but, you know that that's really interesting because one of the things I wanted to share today is I, I'm I'm actually angry, but it's not yeah. like enraged. No, it's like anger on purpose. It's like purposeful. There's there's so much that isn't working, and yes. so much I've seen. It is just dumb, you know, that yeah. um, I'm uh, like to sit back and ignore is incongruent with who I say I am and who I, you know, am out to be. So, yeah, yeah, yeah I, I, I feel it. Yeah. But you're the philosopher and I'm the guy who rides a Harley, you know, so. <laughs> <laughs> so that's awesome, man. Well, welcome. Good morning. Um, right. Hey, would you be cool if we invited people to call us up and. Chat oh, yeah. with how they see things. So cool. So yeah. if you're out there listening and you want to give us a call, number is 877-711-5611. Again, 877-711-5611. So what we're going to talk about today is really looking at what's our experience, our subjective experience, our subjective um, relationship to what's going on for each and every one of us. And and Jay and I were talking quite a bit before the, the beginning of the show of this. and and we're really in the question of what's this costing us? And yeah. you had a lot of thoughts on this. Well, it's it's cost us, you know, a global uh, reputation in the mm-hmm. world as a benevolent uh, leadership. And, you know, I, I was before the show, I was telling you that I, I was scouting the newspapers last night and yeah. this morning. And the U.S. now is, is I think, rightfully being accused, I mean, uh, of, of modern piracy, where a ship, a mm-hmm. shipment of N95 respirator masks intended for the German police yeah. uh, was intercepted by the U.S. and uh, and, and transferred between planes in Thailand um, uh, to the United States. Two, we're talking about 200,000 masks. The president of the United States, who was reluctant to invoke the Defense Production Act, mm-hmm. um, has instructed 3M. Mm-hmm. Not to manufacture N95 respirators to Canada and Latin America, mm-hmm. and a, 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 a 3M representative issued a press release saying that to avoid a humanitarian crisis, it does not intend to comply yeah. with the White House directive, and to avoid price gouging and a humanitarian crisis, it will produce mm-hmm. respirators N95 respirators yeah. to as many you know. Um, buyers and it's and even free mm-hmm. to those poor poorer countries that might eventually need it yeah no i just I, I find this horrible i mean you know the president closed down the, the national security council pandemic unit mm-hmm. in 2018 mm-hmm. against the advice of national intelligence national security and and health experts who said mr president this is not 
a matter of if, it's a matter of when a mm -hmm. pandemic is going to strike and he closed it down, right? We should not be in the, the problem of the supply dilemma that we're in. New, New York should not be in the problem that it is in. And to make matters worse, this nepotist, and I speak as a conservative, right? Mm -hmm. This nepotist has put his- His idiot son-in-law? Ill-qualified <laughs> son-in-law, Jared Kushner, in charge of I know. the coronavirus response. Who, this <laughs> man has failed. Let's, look at, let's take a look at this man's record. Besides marrying Ivanka, which is probably the most successful thing he's ever done in his life. She's, he's she's, failed at every real estate development he's ever- uh, Are you saying uh, the 666 development in Manhattan isn't going well? <laughs> no. I, well, as far as I've read, it's not going well. No, it's his, not going his, well. His newspaper ownership projects, well, it's gone well because his father-in-law has trumped it up. Yeah. No, no pun Well, no, he's, he's, he's actually, it's, it's okay now because they brought in money from the Saudis, from the Russians, yeah. and from the Chinese. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah to curry favor. Yeah, to curry favor. Yeah. With the help of his father. Yeah. Right. His newspaper, yeah. his and newspaper father. ownership endeavors have never worked. Yeah. Why, why would the American people have uh, faith in this man who, you know, when Cuomo, who has made a statement saying that he's done his own data research and that Cuomo, Andrew, Andrew Cuomo, the New, York, the New York governor, he says he's guilty of hyperbole. Oh, man. That he, he's, he, this, is, this is ridiculous. This is what makes me really, really uh, angry. Jay, one of the things that I'm, I'm seeing, and, and, and I actually saw this before, like this has been going on for quite some time in our country, is, uh, you know, we've been blessed as a country with a tremendous amount of resource and a tremendous amount of prosperity and a tre tre tremendous amount of good fortune. And when things are going well, um, our relationship to leadership gets lessened because there's a lot of momentum to go. You don't need that person to lead. And actually leadership, when they step in, can interfere with that. So, you know, leadership when things are going well is kind of a, a more of a, a guardian than anything else. And so we've been, we've been operating for a long time without a lot of leadership just because the train has been on the tracks and life has been working for the most part. There's clearly areas that, you know, have failed over time, but for the most part, you know, things have been going okay. And what's really been showing up for me, and it's been showing up since 08, is just an absence of leadership, both culturally, politically, from a business standpoint, you know, and def definitely morally and ethically, you know. Yeah. We've, um, you know, we've continued, like, for instance, the, the, the getting rid of the pandemic team, okay, it was there wasn't an obvious problem, so where do we put the, those resources? Is really that's the winning at all cost mentality. Let's you know, let's maximum ROI with no regard to our backside because hey, listen, we're impervious. We're you know, it's this arrogance that we have developed, mm -hmm. and I you know, one of the hopes I have, and 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 part of that arrogance too is like on an individual basis, you know, the average person doesn't have four hundred dollars in their savings. You know, yes, yes, you know, yes. like what's going to happen? I've got a good job. Life is good. Let's go to that Caribbean vacation. Let's go to Europe for six weeks. Let's do this. Let's do that. And they're working in a gig economy with no money saved, yeah. you know? So yeah. this is, this is kind of the lifestyle of what modern day America's become. And it hit us at our most susceptible time. And then when this thing hits, everyone then has to rely on government bailouts. And my concern is, What's going to, you know, nothing is free. What's going to happen when this stuff has, you know, has to be paid? 
You know, there's just all of this stuff going on and all this panic and, and no real leadership, clearly no leadership, like at no. a level that everyone can get around. I think Andrew Cuomo's doing a really good job. And he's, well, think, he, he's not I perfect. He's not perfect, but he's, he's doing a, I mean, he's, he's doing a, he's, 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 he's doing leading. what you call line, man, a good job of line management. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He's, he's, he's very tactical. He's very in the moment. Yes. You know, there's not a lot of strategic thinking going on because he's got stuff coming at him all the time. It's like being a hockey yes. goalie, yes. you know, yeah. there's not a lot of goalies that have become great coaches in the NHL because the role of their job is to just stop pucks. They're not looking at the whole game. They're looking at like, all I got to do is block this four by six hole. And if I do that, I'm good. And my team wins. That's the thinking of, you know, but, the, and, and that's what Andrew Cuomo's being today. You know, yes. he's Gump Worsley, you know, that's yeah. a throwback to all you old hockey fans. <laughs> Randall's a goalie. So I just threw one out there for him. <laughs> you know? But anyway, yeah. So, so that's, what's going on, man. So you said when you came on that you're actually thriving. So share a little bit about that. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm I'm teaching remotely, which is very challenging because I love being in the classroom with my students. They yeah. just make my once I walk in the classroom, they just light up my life. Oh, That's awesome. Know? And um, so teaching remote is very challenging. But, you know, I, I just enjoy thinking mm-hmm. and I enjoy I think for a living and I and yeah. I like being a thinker yeah. and I like mm-hmm. analyzing stuff. And I like I, I, I and I just feel very blessed. The fact that I that I. I'm staying at home and I'm, I'm, I'm not, I don't, I do not feel fearful for my own life. I'm mm-hmm. not very sentimental yeah. about life, Mike. I'm not very sentimental about, I'm sentimental about the people I love. And mm-hmm. I, if I'm fearful at all, I'm not a fearful person. So mm-hmm. if I'm fearful, it's about people I love contracting, like my partner, my mom in Jamaica, mm-hmm. my brother in Minnesota, mm-hmm. my friends, you know, the very few that I have that I love about getting sick and dying yeah. from this thing. I, as far as my own life is concerned, uh, I, I take the, the, the necessary precautions, but I, I'm not a fear-based or fear-driven person, although fear has a proper role to play in our lives. If we didn't feel fear, most of us would die. I mean, fear has no. its, 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 its proper role in, in a proper, um, in, a, in, a, in a, you know, not, not irrational fear, but there's a mm-hmm. rational dose of fear that we should all feel as an emotion in our lives. Yeah. So hey, Jay, driving. we're going to have to take a break. But when I come back, I really want to dive into this idea of fear and also yeah. our relationship to life and to death and how yeah. this is impacting our thinking, okay? Jason Hill here, and I want to let you know that you're listening to the podcast version of Into the Gap, which airs every Saturday from 9 to 10 a.m. Central on WCGO Radio. Tune in live from 1590 a.m. and 95.9 FM, the Smart Talk app, Tune in or wcgoradio.com. The podcast is available from Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio. Find it, rate it, and subscribe. If you'd like to get in touch about the show or inquire about sponsorship opportunities and rates, please reach out to my co-host Mike at MikeShrek at gmail.com. Dallas Cowboy Hall of Fame coach Tom Landry once said, a coach is someone who has you see what you don't want to see and has you hear what you don't want to hear so you can always be the person you knew yourself to be. Hello, I'm Mike Sherrick, founder and president of the Mike Sherrick Group and Mike Sherrick Coaching. We are an executive coaching and leadership development organization with offices in Berwyn, Illinois and Oshkosh, Wisconsin. 
Successful organizations begin with the self-awareness and authenticity of its leaders. And in today's world, we are all leaders. If you or your organization has a big vision, or you know there's another level you can go to, please give us a call at 630-643-6336. If you're one of the first three people who call us today, you will be eligible for a free IMX leadership assessment and debrief, a $550 value free to you and your organization. So give us a call at 630-643-6336 and take it on. Hey, we're back with Jimi Hendrix and Jason Hill and Mike Sherrick, and this is Into the Gap. Uh, welcome back. We're talking about really what's going on out there and how this, this event, this COVID-19 event is impacting you. And we've got a caller from New York City who happens to be a really good friend of mine. And uh, Jazz, are you there? I'm here. Hey, how are you doing? I just finished disinfecting my groceries. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> Jazz, I want to introduce you to my partner, Jason Hill. Jay, this is uh, this is my friend, Jazz. Hi, Jazz. How are you? Well, I, I heard how you're hey, doing. Hey, Jason. Yeah. So, Jazz, give us a little update about what's life in New York City, especially because you live in one of the most populated areas of the city, right? Yeah, I do. Um, I feel like it, it's a little crazy making. I just went down to get groceries. I have a doorman. Mm-hmm. I went down to get my groceries. Yeah. Because no one's allowed up. No oh, one's man. Allowed up. Wow. And, and uh, yeah, it's crazy. And they sent an email saying only. Uh, immediate family could come into the building. Um, wow. But someone talked as I was taking the cart back down, and I'm like, I didn't see him cough. I heard him cough. Yeah. Did he cover his mouth? Did he not cover his mouth? I didn't put my mask on to run down and get grass to get my groceries. Yeah. Normally, I would put my mask on. And I'm like, okay. So I, and I actually stood there for like three minutes. Like, what do I do? Because I know that it hangs in the air mm-hmm. for three minutes and you can just walk right through it. Yeah. And I watched people walk right through it, like three people. So, I mean, I, I you know, you handle what you got to handle. And I did. And so I came back up and my groceries are in my hallway because we don't have a garage <laughs> yeah, yeah. in the city, you right, know? Right. So I take everything out of the, right? We take everything out of the bags in the hallway, put it in the foyer, take the Lysol wipes. You know, it's like, how many times can you use a Lysol wipe? You use one side and then the other side, then can you fold it again? Or is it just one swipe? I'm like, really? I'm thinking about how many times you use yeah. a Lysol wipe because I have, maybe 10 left and there's none at Amazon. There's none yeah. on the shelves and we're not supposed to go out. So wow. least it will be. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How's this, how's this impacting you and your view of life and your perspective of life? I feel like after, I mean, you know, after last summer, my heart was already blown open. Um, but it's just reinforcing how much we need each other, mm-hmm. how interconnected we really, really are. I, I, I miss my doormen. I miss going down and talking to them. They have a huge barrier around them now, like at a bank. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And it hurts, you know, and, and I went to, I had to go get batteries yesterday and, you know, I'm watching myself and other people navigate. The aisle's not wide enough for two people. So someone's got to go back. Yeah. And let the other person pass past you know it's like we're 
walking away from each other. We're avoiding each other. I mean, the re- reality is we really just want to go close. We just want to <laughs> hug each other. Yeah. I don't know. It made me cry because it's like we are so interconnected. And in the day-to-day world before, you know, COVID, mm-hmm. you don't necessarily notice just how, like, intermingled our lives really are. Yeah. 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 It's you- uh, Go ahead, Jay. No, I say, are, are you keeping in touch with, like, do you Skype, do you Zoom with, with friends, and are you keeping in touch online to sort of combat the alienation? Um, well, well, the, the Zoom is crazy. Uh, Zoom is yeah, crazy, I have, I know, like, five yeah. calls today. <laughs> 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 I have five calls today, but I'm used to the isolation. I mean, yeah. I don't necessarily feel alienated or, like, lonely. I, I'm used to doing, like, the solo goal, but... Mm-hmm. Um, but just like that, that walking by someone is contact with them. Yeah. yeah. So it's like that energetic contact, you know? But yeah, so to answer your question, I am doing Zoom. Like, I, I used it a lot before in my business. And so now I'm on it all the time. Yeah, I, 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 I'm thankful for Zoom nowadays. You know, I couldn't imagine what it would be like without it, you know? Um, but yeah, it's, yeah. this is... Um, this is a time unlike any in our history. And, and, and it, before you got on jazz, Jay and I were talking about, uh, you know, what's real, what isn't real and, and what do we count on? What do we not count on? And, you know, there's this, what seems to be a huge void of leadership and, and, and which then, uh, you know, doesn't provide the source of information for us to actually make informed choices. And so I think that's part of the frustration too. So then what that does is people get into fear and it creates more of this isolation, which is the thing that we need less of, you know. So it's really, it's, it's such an interesting, and Jay, Jay's a philosopher, and so it's just an interesting problem to look at and an interesting thing to, to navigate. Well, I, it, what's interesting to me is um, I'm ex-military. Yeah, I know. So it's, you learn how to be self-sufficient. Yeah. Like, yeah. We've, I've been overseas and had, you know, leadership that was, well, you know, shit hit the fan. I'm like, mm, I don't know if I'm following you anywhere. I think I trust myself. Yeah. <laughs> you well, know? And, and I think that's what we really have to come back to or have to find our way towards if yeah. we aren't there already is being able to look to yourself no matter what. Yeah. To lead yourself and to, like, resonate because truth has a frequency. Yeah. It resonates. If you if you are in your body, if you let yourself, like, you know, do some push-ups during this time, like, get into your body, activate your instrument, yeah. mm-hmm. so that when you are out in the world, you can have a feel of what's BS and what's authentic. Yeah. Yes, I agree. Jay, that's such incredible wisdom. Thank you so much for that. That's awesome. Yeah, I, I, I agree uh, 100%. It's, it's funny when you're talking about leadership in the military. I, I, you're familiar with Jocko Willink, right? No. no? He wrote this great book no. called Extreme Ownership, and it's it's really about leadership. Ooh. Oh, I've heard of him. He's a Navy SEAL? Yeah, a Navy SEAL guy, yeah. And yeah, when you hear a story why he's not a Navy SEAL guy anymore, it comes down to really horrible leadership. And and the whole story, the whole book he writes, and the whole his whole echelon front and everything is about individuals developing personal leadership for t- really times like this. And he's not a survivalist by any means. But it's just, you know, in search of, when people are in search of leadership, 
you know, the first place to begin is to look in the mirror, you know? And uh, so, yeah. So listen, it's been so great to have you on. Thank you so much for calling. And, you know, our really, I, I, my thoughts, my prayers, my hope and everything goes out to New York and to you in particular. And I hope you guys hang in there. And, you know, I, everything I'm seeing is you guys are at like the peak of it right now in the next few days. And then it should start hopefully, you know, slowing down a little bit, but I can't imagine what it's been like. I heard it described as a slow-moving mass casualty event, which is, if wow. you think about it, that's horrific, actually, you know? Be, you know yes, be, it is. You know, so the, the, the stress of it all over time, I mean, this has been going on for a month there, so, but. Uh, yeah, but you know what? We're New Yorkers, you know? I know. You guys are survivors. No, we handle now. it. Yeah. We handle it. <laughs> you are bad to the bone, right? So. <laughs> Yes. Well, thanks yes. so much, Jess. Thank you for having me. Oh, thank you for joining us, and we'll talk to you soon, okay? I'll, I'm sure I'll talk to you next yes. couple of days. All right. Thanks, Jess. I look Bye-bye. Bye. Uh, yeah, Jay. Uh, man. You know, what she said about leadership is just so interesting. Self-leadership. I mean, yeah. people, This and this is what you and I have talked about, yeah. is that, you know, people can navigate a cell phone, and people can navigate their way to the gym, and be obsessed with their bodies, and be mm-hmm. obsessed with going through a, uh, you know, a store buying uh, poison-laden, inferior Chinese goods <laughs> that they're that they're obsessed with. Yeah. Well, they can parse through the news items on the internet and and listen to what scientists and doc. I know it's difficult, folks. I know it's mm-hmm. hard, mm-hmm. but you can be self-informed. You can make yeah. sense of the data. Yeah, that's why we do it all morning. Yeah. That's right, right, and and inform yourself, and not you know not 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 drink the Kool Aid and and hang on to every word. Because if President Trump comes out tomorrow and says he had a dream that the cure was milk, <laughs> right, his a lot of his base members would say, "Oh, I'm going to start drinking milk tomorrow," and that's just stupid. Yeah, right. Be independent thinkers. Be critical thinkers. Yeah. Be responsible for your life, even in a pandemic. You cannot relinquish responsibility. Yeah. And give up that 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 self ownership, that sovereignty of your body and your mind, that is inviolably yours and yeah. yours alone. I think that's the real opportunity, this Jay. What you just said. I don't know if people are there and hearing that opportunity. I they hope I hope by listening to our show, they begin. And and this has been the theme of the show for since we started. You know, yeah. when you came on as a guest, this has been the theme of our show. Is you know, independence, independent thinking, critical thinking, self-reliance, um, and what's the word that you use all the time? Vitality, right? Yeah, yeah. Like owning your life and being responsible for it so that you foundationally can be part of the greater collective. And that's, right. uh, that's kind of where this thing is, you know, where I'm seeing the real cracks in it. I, I don't think we're done yet, but I think I think this is the red lights are on and it's time for us to, to step up as a culture and as a country and as a, a nation. And we've got, and it, it's going to require a sweeping change of leadership, I believe across the board and across the board. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. On both definitely. sides of the aisle. I don't think one is better than the other, you know? Well, um, I think one is acting, you know, I'm, I, I, I'm an independent, mm-hmm. so I don't belong to any party and right. I didn't vote for president Trump. I'm a conservative who mm-hmm. did not vote for the man. Yeah. So, and I'm a philosopher who believes in speaking the truth. Mm-hmm. I think one side is acting worse than the other right now. And I think the the, the White House is in all, this is going to piss off a lot of people. I don't sure. care. Yeah. I'm an independent. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not. I didn't drink the Kool-Aid, which yeah. means I'm not a cultist. Mm-hmm. I think one side is acting far worse than the other. 
right? And again, when you have the president of this country against the advice mm-hmm. of infection infection specialists mm-hmm. and and scientists calling this a sniffles a couple of weeks ago, yeah, and a lot of people looking to the president for leadership and saying that it's going to go away when it's not going to go away and saying that the numbers, he telling Sean Hannity that he just feels that the death rate that the scientists are reporting is just way lower. That is not just malarkey. Yeah. That is that is reckless irresponsibility, irresponsibility. So I think one side is acting worse than the other. I don't think the blame is equally apportioned in this case. Well, I'm going to say I'm not I'm not even looking for blame. What I'm saying is from the standpoint of leadership, I, I think the federal government has dropped the ball. I think we're seeing evidence of strong uh, local leadership in a lot of the gubernatorial areas. Yes, exactly, but, on the state level. Yeah, uh, we're discussing how is this COVID-19 impacting you? Not just your life, of course it's impacting everyone's life, but really impacting kind of the way you... Uh, see and experience life right now so jay where do you want to go with this you want to talk about the fear thing or do you want to talk about what's going on in europe i can't hear you and then we can we can sort of morph into what's going on in europe okay hungary in particular in israel uh i mean you know i when people say that we're caught in the throes of fear Mm -hmm. i I see people more caught in the throes of anxiety. Yeah. I mean, I think I think Americans to be we're not talking about the White House leadership, which is a fiasco right now and, and deplorable. But I think the average American is to be applauded. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've always believed, you know, I've extolled American exceptionalism. And mm-hmm. I think Americans generally are dealing with this amazingly. I think so you too. See the, you see the resilience of the American people the generosity of the average American person. You don't see Americans like grabbing items out of other people's hands. No. Like they do on, you know, on Black Friday. <laughs> no, you, you know, what's you know, it's amazing. I live out in the burbs, you know. I, yeah. What's hilarious now, you actually live further out than I do. That's hilarious, okay? Yeah. So I live, I, I live out in the burbs. I live on the southwest side of Naperville. And um, it is very, very suburban. You know, yeah. it's half acre lots and, you know, some places have sidewalks, some places don't. And, you know, my interaction with people are at Home Depot, at the grocery store, you know, which yeah. is Whole Foods or Caputo's, at uh, walking down the street, you know, or walking through the subdivision or walking up and down the river. Okay. That, that's, that's where I run into people. And what well, I, no- I saw- yeah. yeah, go ahead. No, I, I just, I've just noticed this respectfulness. Yeah. This, um, really this relatedness to one another, like before, there's never a time I walk by someone now that eye contact isn't made and a hello or a wave isn't given, you know, it would be weird if that didn't happen. So, so there's this desire for connection. And I think people are actually stepping up and in a lot of ways, we're connecting more to our humanity than ever before. Yes. Yes. But, but you know, the fear, the fear I'm talking about is the. The, the things that you see like on social media with the, the panic and the, the misinformation and the, you know, the being right about something, you know, I mean, that's the part that it's just, um, I, I refuse to engage in anymore. I, at times I would just mock it or something, but you know, it, there's just no, there's no use in engaging in it. So. Well, it's interesting that I don't think New Yorkers are panicking. No, I, I don't think they, think they are at all. I think, I think because they have a governor 
they have a, they have leadership that he's Andrew Cuomo is laying out the facts. Mm-hmm. You know, if you if you watch, and I'm I become sort of like not obsessed, but I've become. Uh, I, I mean, I always liked him. I, I was never a big big fan, but I was res- I respected him. I was not across. a fan of his at all because well, mostly mostly because I didn't like his idiot brother. Honestly, that was it. Well, you know. he's 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 a strong man. He mm-hmm. came across as a bully, and I, I tend to like strong people, strong okay. willed people. Um, but if he lays out the facts, mm-hmm. he's not guilty of hyperbole. Yeah. He lays out the facts in a calm manner. Yeah. And, 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 and he doesn't, I don't think he overblows things and I don't think yeah. he under, he underestimates things. And I think New Yorkers are pretty tough, tough people and they're resilient. They really are. And, I mean, and, and, and so I don't think they're panicking, but I think and in some sense they're, they're coping. And, you know, going back to this fear thing, I think a healthy dose of fear mm-hmm. Is is necessary for survival. I mean, if absolutely. We, Fear if, is if we didn't have. Yeah, we'd, we'd be rash. We would engage in a rash, uh, irrational behavior if we didn't have a healthy dose of fear to guide, to guide us. Um, the thing that I'm seeing that concerns me, and, and it it it, um, it's important that we value our lives and we value ourselves. But yeah. when when all people care about is their own survival. Mm-hmm. And when they mm-hmm. think there's more threat than there actually is to their survival, you know, mm-hmm. they become eminently corruptible. Yeah. You know, yeah. and that's, that's the thing. And I'm saying, and it's weird how the amygdala works, you know, the amygdala turns on and it only is there to keep us alive. So if there's a saber tooth tiger, it turns on and we run or yeah. we fight or we, whatever skill set we have to survive that event, we're going to utilize and it's going to be automatic. The problem is we cannot discern between a saber-toothed tiger eating us and someone saying something that hurts our feelings. So the response is going to be the same given how we're wired. And, right. and people, what, what I've seen is people aren't responsible for that amygdala being turned on. And all you have to do to turn the amygdala off is to realize it's on. Mm-hmm. That's all you got to do. Oh, I'm doing that thing I do. Oh, I don't have to do that anymore. Okay, then now it's off. And and then you engage, and it simply it takes it from a, the part of the brain where there is no language to the part of the brain where there is language. So if you start speaking about it, it it shifts the attention in the brain from the 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 lizard brain to the prefrontal cortex of the executive function, functioning part of the brain. You know, the neocortex. Yes. Yeah. And 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 that's that's how it works. I mean, the the brain is a computer, mm-hmm. and it's just going from one program to the other. That's and you. And we, as human beings, have the ability to shift what program we're in if we're aware. And yeah. that's the thing that I, that I see is missing. That's the part that disappoints me because so many people are willing to sell out their own selves for their survival. You know, there comes a time. Listen, none of us get out of this thing alive. Yeah. You know, we're all going to die. Yeah. So what does that mean? I'm, I'm, I don't want to go now. You know, I don't want to sign up to get dead. But. I know one day I will be. And, and, and so the question really becomes is why are you here? What, what is your purpose on this planet? You know, your, your purpose is clearly one of educating people and, and enlightening people, you know? Um, my purpose is really to open up and hopefully shift and restore leadership in the world, you know? Yeah. And, and that's kind of why we're here. I mean, that's kind of the idea of the show, you know, is it getting in? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I hope it is. Yeah. And if it's not getting in, then we have to become, you and I both have to look and like, how can we be more effective to get it in? Because I think it's important, you know, at least 
you know, and, and what you bring is so powerful because it really, it's about the process of thinking. Do we even have those conversations anymore? You know? Well, you know, a cousin of mine said to me, you know, how, how, how do you personally deal with this, with this stuff? And mm-hmm. I said, well, you know, I'm, I'm by nature, I'm very stoic. And, yeah. um, yeah. and I said, I live every day, you know, I'm, I live every day as if it's special. And I've always lived every day of my life mm-hmm. purposefully and meaningfully. Yeah. And I said, even before the pandemic, you know, after having had skin cancer and after having had meningitis and a heart attack in September. <laughs> I can't believe you had a heart attack. Yeah, I had a heart attack. Yeah, I mean, I said, you know, you learn not to be sentimental about life. And I said, I live every day very purposefully and also be prepared to die at any moment. Yeah. Yeah. And and that's not a fatalistic way of living. Be prepared to die at any moment and not feel as if the universe favors you, that you're some special favorite of either God. I believe in God Mm -hmm. as a former atheist. Uh, not feel that God is going to favor you or the universe is going mm-hmm. to favor you, that you're some special favor that's going to be spared of hardships um, or death. Mm-hmm. Death is coming for you. You don't, short of suicide, you never know when. Yeah. So be prepared to die at any moment and live your best life yeah. every single day. And uh, and that's when I said, you know, I'm thriving. It's because um, I, if I have any fear, it's about the ones that I love. But in yeah. terms of how I live my life, um, I live, I try to live an informed life, a compassionate life. Mm-hmm. I reach out to people I love every day. Yeah. I text people, I call them. And, um, and I think I, I, I use my mind to, 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 mm-hmm. to discern, to perceive, to analyze, um, and, um, to inform, to live an informed life. You know, I have no sympathy for these sort of uninformed cries of the heart where people are just sort of like, you know, waiting again for, leadership externally to provide them we live in a free society folks there is there is there is information we live in info debt in what i call infodemic society there's too much actually there's too much information there's too much there's too much you you can parse your way through and make sense of your life that's why this whole thing with uh our president djt you know i was never a hater nor was i a kool-aid drinker with him you know Yeah. Uh, yeah he he appeared to be a uh, far greater option than the alternative to me, you know? And so, but I've also kind of had, you know, very, um, you know, dialed down expectations of him. You know, he's, he's kind of lived up to my expectations, you know? Um, And so when he's, when he's doing the stuff that he does, that's completely consistent to who he was during the campaign. I'm not shocked, nor am I upset. What I'm, what I'm concerned with and where my anger lies isn't so much with him. He's just being him, but it's with all of us as a collective that allowed us to get to the point where he was the best alternative at an election, Mm. you know, where he was our best choice through the 16 different candidates on the GOP side and through the other candidate on the democratic side. He's the, he's the best we can do. That says a lot about us as a, as a people, Mm -hmm. you know, and I think mm-hmm. this is the opportunity where we can actually begin holding ourselves individually in the mirror um, more accountable to the mm-hmm. choices we're making. And when mm-hmm. there's something that is, you know, doesn't work for us anymore, you know, we can go, hey, listen, this isn't working. We need a different alternative. I, I, one, of the things, one of the things I think there's a possibility of, and I don't know if it's going to happen or not, 
but it's something I'm, I'm rooting for and I'm going to begin standing for and starting to do the research of how this works is really looking at an alternative party Yeah. for, because I don't see that the current two parties aren't serving the American people. Right. You know? Right. Right. Um, and I'm not sure, sure who they're serving, but it's not, it's not you and me. No. Um, no. And so, you know, I saw the guy who's the, who's the uh, national chairman of the Libertarian Party the other day. Yeah. Um, they get a little zealous, you know. I'm a registered Libertarian, but I haven't been practicing because I thought they went off the rails with a couple things, you know. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, they're a better alternative, I think, currently than, you know, the other ones. So, I don't know. The, the well, reason, they, I, yeah, go ahead. We have to ask ourselves who we are as individuals, and 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 the D, the political DNA of this country, and yeah. and and we're a capitalist, free market, individualistic. Nobody talks about individualism mm-hmm. anymore. Yeah, and you know we we elected you know, the the people elected what I call a crony capitalist. Yeah. Donald Trump is a crony capitalist. Yeah. He's not a true representative and he's not a true Republican. No. Anyway. No. Um, and so, you know, people, people, I think you're right. People have to, to hold themselves accountable for the kind of leaders that they, that they elect. Yeah. And well, we're going to have to take a break now, but we're going to come okay. back and we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about what's going on in Europe. We've got to get that in. So. All right. Um, yeah. This is Mike Sherrick, Jason Hill, Into the Gap. This is WCGO Chicago. We're back. This is Mike Sherrick and Jason Hill. This is Into the Gap. And the computer's got its own mind today. It's like, you know, I know. it's hilarious. Like, so I was just quiet for a moment. I was like, I was about to say something. And then I was like, okay, this is not fit for the ear. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, Jay and I were having a conversation off air about the benefits of, of being gay in America today. And uh, it was, yeah. uh, it could, it's, it's a conversation we can't share on the radio, unfortunately. Right. Yeah. Right. But anyway, it's a podcast conversation. That's what we got to do. Yeah. <laughs> So anyway, um, you were you had mentioned something, um, and you know, building on this idea of fear and what happens when people get panicked. You know, they kind of take their hands off the wheel and pass responsibility onto someone else. And and you were mentioning there's something going on in the EU right now that. Uh, yeah, well, Hungary. You know, uh, Prime Minister Vic- Victor Or Orban has mm-hmm. been granted a lot of uh, emergency powers um, by dissolving, actually, by the country's parliament. Um, I mean. He's been granted the the right to rule by decree, and um, has suspended elections indefinitely. Yeah, um, uh, uh, suspending existing laws, bypassing the national assembly, and basically eradicating democracy in the country. The same thing is going on under my guy. Uh, everybody knows I'm a huge fan of yeah. Netanyahu. I've written about seven articles. Yeah, in the past two months uh, on him, but he's doing the same thing in Israel. Um, Israel is turning into a dictatorship as we speak right now under Netanyahu. I have a great respect for that man. Um, I was never a fan of of Orban. I think he's a thug. But um, yeah. but 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 to get back to the point uh, that I really want to make to our listeners and 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 to have a conversation with you in the remaining minutes, this is this goes back to the issue of fear, mm-hmm. right? When we're so fearful, yeah. and we're so that we suspend and we relinquish responsibility that. You know, this is I've been reading the newspapers, a lot of autocratic and authoritarian um, regimes in the waiting are springing up. Yeah. Uh, we're seeing it happening in Brazil. Um, it's happening in Hungary, in Europe, the mm-hmm. EU's first first dictatorship in Hungary. I mean, that's yeah. a, I've taught in Hungary. I taught consecutively for three summers at the European University in Budapest. It's a country that I love passionately. Yeah. I've traveled all over Hungary. Yeah. 
I couldn't go there. No, I couldn't. I mean, it's, it's, you know, but, but the, the price that we're going to pay and we have to be careful about this in America, as, as, as we're told that we're going to be arrested if we congregate I know. in groups of more than 10, you know, we have to be very vigilant. I'm, you know, and I'm someone who's, who thinks, who takes pandemics very seriously, mm-hmm. who take spread of, of diseases and, and because you're violating someone's individual right, Correct. you Correct. know, if you infect them. But we have to be very, very careful and watch what's going on in Hungary and Israel and other parts of the world about, about our own God-given rights and freedom and liberties that God, God, you know, right. hopefully that never happens in America. This is, this is the biggest concern I have because what happens is when people get panicked, okay, yeah. when they're in survival mode, all they want to do is survive. And when someone comes by and presents an easy solution to your own survival – People yeah. are more than likely will agree with it. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. and that's that's the thing. And, and on a much lower scale, what I'm seeing is it's going on in the suburbs. Even, you know, there was a thing that I was on. There, there's a there's a bunch of parks throughout Naperville that are really beautiful. I mean, Naperville's blessed mm-hmm. because it's got several rivers are going through it. And yeah. by the rivers, they've got these beautiful parks, and people go to them and they walk their dogs and they walk, you know, they walk with their families and things like that. And there was this thing about. This woman was like getting all up in everyone's grill about, you know, there's a shelter in place and, you know, and, and like what I, what I love you said, it's not social distancing, it's, it's physical distancing. If you yeah. stay the six or seven feet away and you're, you're outside, no one's at risk. Yeah. No, you know? no, that's right. And, and yet, you know, she's calling for the police to go and like, and, and I'm like, do, and, and the, the scary thing is the park districts have their own police department, right? Yeah. So, you know, don't, don't get this into a police state, even what Lori Lightfoot's doing on the lakefront. You know, there's this real, there's this real thin line between yes. protecting the public and yes. overstepping your boundaries. And there's this real thin line between caring for your fellow man and succumbing yes. to political pressure, right? Right. And, it's, right, and, and right. It, it gets down to being clear on, on what you're about and what's important. And, and I think we're, we are in a place where people will abdicate their personal responsibility to a regime that will protect them. Yes. And that's the, yeah. then all of a sudden you become, I mean, it's how Hitler took over. Hitler got, in, right, Hitler got in charge. Yeah. He got in charge when there was an economic depression in, in Germany and his primary yeah. promise was to make the trains run on time. Yes. And he achieved it. And he got all kinds of credibility because he was able to make the trains run on time. Yeah. And then he built the Autobahn and then he built Volkswagen. And then he invaded Poland. <laughs> yes. You know, there was a linearness to it, right? Yeah, yeah. You have to be very careful. Yeah, so we want to be really careful here. And that's why I, I know I've gotten criticism because I've pushed back on a lot of the, the calls, you know, from the, the government agencies about, you know, shutting down the, the economy and all this other stuff. And, yeah. and I really wrestle with it. I really, uh-huh. really wrestle. I wrestle with what what's necessary and yeah. what's some version of of you know like eking us into it there's this mm-hmm. you're familiar with the political idea of the overton window aren't you the what the overton window have you heard of this mm-hmm. so at the height of it it's the most outrageous freedom that we would have that would be apparent to most people so like you know, street justice and, you know, carrying guns and that type of thing. And we're completely free and random and we can do whatever we want. 
On yeah. the bottom, right, is the part that is completely apparent and we'd have to check in and we'd, we'd have chips in our heads and we'd have to check in everywhere we go with, with you know, the state. And like in, China. Like China, exactly. And in the middle is this acceptable window, okay, mm-hmm. that we kind of live in. Yeah. And which way is it going, up or down? And every time one of these events come, we come much closer and much closer and much closer to the re- reduction of freedom. When you talk yeah. about uh, what happened with uh, with uh, the guy in Hungary, at 9-11, George Bush suspended our Constitution. Mm-hmm. And we still have, you know, what is it, the, um, well, the, the guys at the airport, we still go through. It's it's and this is an example of the Overton window. It's no problem for us to walk through and get patted down, and get X-rayed every time we want to fly an airplane. Yeah, you know why? Because we don't want to be on a plane that blows up. Yeah, you know. So it, it, it's really this. We're in this place, and that's the thing. We really start have to start getting very responsible, and start looking at. You know, freedom ain't free. No, and with it, <laughs> that's right. You know, and with freedom comes a lot of personal responsibility. And where have we abdicated our personal responsibility? And that's really what I'm calling for, is the yeah. the, the 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 restoring of personal responsibility. And if we can do that, okay. we get through this thing. You know, that's right, Mike. And in in a pandemic, the division of labor on multiple levels does not end. No, you know, we don't just relinquish and just say, well, the federal government is in charge of everything. And that's why I kind of like Cuomo, because he's you know, yeah. he's like uh, in this in this case, I like him because he's sort of saying, OK, I'm the governor. I'm going to take charge. I'm not going to just rely completely on the federal government. Yeah. Um, and I think as as this pandemic in, you know slowly increases, we're going to see more states taking um, autonomous actions um, on the state level. Yeah, and we're going to see that leadership taking uh, assuming its role on the state level and less and less on the federal level well i hope so i mean we're seeing it in illinois as much as i don't like jb pritzker i think he's doing it good job. <laughs> yeah yeah so hey man we're out of time all right i'm good glad talking. i'm glad we had this hour together thank you everyone for listening thank be you safe. shout out to my friend jazz for for joining us today and uh everyone out there be safe and uh we will get through this thing have a great Hello. day everyone this is mike right. and jason And this is Into the Gap. So uh, here we go. We're ending with a Grateful Dead song. Yep. Everyone enjoy. Have a great one. Oh, this is a great song, man. We can share the women. We can share the wine.